We are really happy to have you. Technology is a really important thing to us in this point in our history. Braille Institute has been around for almost 100 years, and we are really doing the best we can to provide as many resources as possible to the, the highest number of people as possible to learn new technology of all kinds, not just iOS, which you're here to hear about today, but all, all, different, uh, all the different platforms, both mainstream and accessible. So we are going to talk a little bit about what's new in iOS. Uh, raise your hand if you're an iPhone user. Raise your hand if you're an Android user. Ooh, I'm sorry to hear that. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Those, those, are, those, are, those are equally awesome phones. Um, they all have really great um, accessibility features, and they're getting better and better every day. What we're here to talk about today is iOS 11, which is the new operating system for iOS, so the new, uh, the new brain of the device, so to speak. Um, so we're going to talk about our... Uh, a few of the new the new features, uh, some of the things that I think are a, a bit of a drawback uh, about the new iPhone 10, which may be the new buttonless iPhone of the future. Um, and feel free if if you have any ideas or thoughts about any of this stuff, and you want to chime in with your um, experience or your opinions, we would love to hear it. This is uh, meant to be a, a kind of a communal um, exchange of information. Uh, so, as you know, iOS 11 has recently come out. Um, there are a lot of new features. Not all of them are accessible, but there are some really good accessible features. You may have noticed that the iPhone 10 no longer has a home button. Has anybody, have anybody heard about that, the lack of home button? Okay, this, I am personally not a huge fan of this. I like to have a landmark on the phone that's easily findable to orient yourself, but this seems to be the way that devices are going, to have fewer parts to break, so to speak. What they're trying to do is compensate by creating a, using the, the, the tactile interface. So when you touch the screen, it vibrates, you know, like when your, your ringer vibrates. Uh, but when you hit certain landmarks on the screen, it'll vibrate to tell you that you've hit those landmarks. I'm not a giant fan of that. I, I feel like it's, it, it is important, especially for us here in this room, to have a home button. Um, but hopefully they're going to make up for that and some of the other... Uh, the other changes that they made, recently made. There's, uh, if you'll remember to turn voiceover on it. Does anybody in here use voiceover? Yep, lots of people. Do you know anybody that, raise your hand if you know someone who uses voiceover. Should be everybody in the room, I would think. So if you don't know, voiceover is the screen reader that's built into the iPhone. It makes the entire iPhone accessible to you. Meaning, once you learn how to navigate using, uh, using voiceover, you can use most apps to to some degree some better than others but you can use most apps to some degree digna welcome one of our tech experts digna is here ladies and gentlemen yes sir voice yeah text to speech is part of it but voiceover is uh, a function that allows the user to hear what's on the screen it 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 reads everything in a certain order so it's very predictable and you can uh, navigate almost every app to some degree using voiceover if you even if you can't see Make sense? Okay. So there are uh, uh, several things. I'm hoping that they bring the home, the home, phone, uh, home button back, but we will see about that. Uh, what's new? Uh, for iOS 11, type to Siri. So if you remember, you used to be able to just dictate to Siri, and Siri would run out to the Internet and see which, you know, try to bring you back as much information as, as possible, or it would search the phone for relevant information. 
iOS 11 has type to Siri, so you can use that same searching function using the keyboard if that's something you want to do. Number two, quick password sharing. This is really convenient. If you have, let's just say you have an iPhone that's connected to our Wi-Fi network here at, at, uh, at Braille Institute, and you pull out your iPad that's also connected to the Wi-Fi network, your devices will share passwords, so you don't have to retype in the, the password to that, uh, that Wi-Fi um, that Wi-Fi network, which saves a, a, a lot of time and it kind of un unifies all of your, your devices and you don't have to type it in on every one of your iOS devices. And anything that has the latest operating system of iOS 11 uh, for the iPhone or iPad will do that. Screen recording. This is something I was w I've wanted them to have for years and years. Uh, for troubleshooting, if you ha are having issues with your phone and you can't figure it out, you can actually record what's happening on your phone for um, make little videos so you can turn an app on flip around through the app until you hit a snag and you're actually videoing everything that's on the screen it'll then save that to your photos and you can send it off so you can send it to somebody if you want to uh, show them what's happening on your phone or you need assistance on your phone it's a really great um, it's a really great feature and it actually saves us a lot of time it saves we're developing apps here at, at, uh, at Braille Institute and it really helps to work with developers because we can we can capture what's happening on the screen and uh, communicate that with no problem. And you can once you make those little videos, you can send them by email or by uh, text message or whatever you like. Uh, FaceTime. There's now a function that allows you to record conversations in FaceTime, which is important. Which is could be important if you want to maintain some of that information. It, it it requires that the person on the other end of the of the phone. Uh, have iOS 11 and are also using FaceTime. Um, once you start recording, it will actually ask the other person for permission first for obvious reasons. You don't want to be recorded without knowing. Um, but this is a, an accessible feature as well. Um, how many of you run out of space on your phone? Raise your hand if you run out of space on your phone. Or iCloud, any of that, everybody. Recommend, there's a recommendation function that allows you to check to see, get recommendations from your phone of what you should delete that's using up a lot of your memory. So if you're getting close to the end and you need to get rid of some files or some text messages, it'll list those things in order of importance and of frequency of use for you to be able to make smart decisions on what to delete to save yourself some uh, space on your phone and in, and in iCloud. When your general storage on your device starts to run low, there's also a function that will um, actually automatically delete apps that you're not using frequently. The phone, the core memory of the phone, will actually, will actually save whatever information you've saved to the device. So if later on you download that app again, it's going to repopulate that app with all of the information that you had in the app the first time. So you're not going to lose that information. But it will get rid of some of those apps that you're not using, and you can set it up to happen automatically if that's what you want. Multi-app dragging. How many of you have tried to move an app on your phone, move it to another screen, or move, move it to another part of the phone? Anybody? It's okay. It can be difficult to do and time-consuming because you've got to do them one at a time. iOS 11 allows you to drag several apps together all at once, make them all into one big file without having to do it one at a time. So what you do is you tap and hold like you normally do to activate the, the function of the app that makes it kind of um, ready to move. And then you just drag it on top of the other, other apps that you want to group with it and just keep dragging, keep dragging. 
And this, this is a function that does work in with voiceover. Do you want to talk about that for a second? Have you tried it? Okay. What do you think? There's a mic. <laughs> well, I tried it with my voiceover, and it worked pretty great. It will give you several options when you turn on the voiceover that you can either drag and drop it to a folder, or, or if you want it to be a group, to add it to the group of another app. That way you can drag them together and drop it somewhere else or in the folder or just stop dragging totally. So there are several options for those features that you can do once you activate the draggable part of the icon. If any if anybody have any question about this feature, please come see me. I can. My name is Earth, the planet. Yeah, this is this is Earth Kid Cool. She's our lead instructor. She uh, is visually impaired and she's a wizard on these devices. Yeah. She can she can answer. Raise your hand if you've ever worked with Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raise your hand if you have never worked with Earth. You need to work with Earth. She's, she's excellent. If you want to know anything about iOS and almost every other device, come talk to Earth. She can really show you what to do, show you what you need from the perspective of somebody who's also had to learn it uh, with a visual impairment. So she's, uh, she's, our, our, she's our lead. That's true. Um, there's an, another, another uh, feature called Auto Answer Calls, which I am going to tell you about because it's new, but I don't quite understand it myself. Uh, you can set a time period of up to 60 seconds when uh, calls can be answered automatically. So if you've got your headphones in and you have got your iPhone and you have a call coming in, instead of having to go and fumble for your phone and, and open it, orient the phone, and answer the phone, you can uh, set it to auto-answer if that's what you want. You've got to be careful with that, obviously, because uh, once it's set up, that's just what's going to happen is it's going to answer itself and they're going to hear what's going on in the room. <laughs> but, <laughs> so use uh, use with caution. Uh, iCloud battery saving, um, fo uh, photo syncing in iCloud now stops at automatically when your battery life is low. This takes up lots and lots of battery, lots uh, lots of uh, lots of power to push all those uh, all those images to the cloud. So instead of just running out of um, out of battery juice the phone knows to shut itself down and, or shut the uh, auto-upload element down until you have uh, more, um, more battery life. It's just anything you can do to help the life of your battery is a really good thing, and they're, they're trying to find ways to do that as much as possible. Yes, ma'am. Well, iPhones, you can't really change the battery, unfortunately. Yeah, some Androids you can't, I think. Danny, can you change it in the Androids? Okay. Um, yeah, iPhone doesn't really let you do that, and I'm not sure why. Uh, so conflicting views on Android, but um, yeah, unfortunately, you can't change your iPhone your iPhone battery. Yes. Okay. Uh, y y th there is a lot we can do to help you on that. There's probably apps running in the background. Your location probably running in the background. We can actually, after this is over, we can sit with you and fix it so that your battery life is longer. Okay. Be okay. So you are you are a student. Okay. Good. Sign up and then come in here. We'll show you what to do. Yeah. 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 It's a free service. <laughs> yeah. It's generally not this crowded. It's about ten percent less of what you see here. 
Uh, there's something called flak support, which is kind of cool. It, um, allows you to play lossless audio back in real time from Dropbox or iCloud or whatever without having to, uh, to download the whole thing, uh, onto your device, which is, uh, it's been a long time coming on that. Um, there are, there, iOS is really, they, iPhone and Apple, they do a really good job of trying to pay attention to what we need for us, for this, for, for people with visual impairments and, and, and vision loss. They have teams of people whose job it is to try to upgrade and make it better, make it more compatible with third-party devices like uh, Braille displays and speakers and that sort of thing. So we see a lot of people come in for this service in particular. About 60 to 70% of the people that come through the door of Connection Point ask for this service for that reason. It's very, very accessible. If you're losing your sight and you're thinking about wanting to use a device... Come let us show you what's possible in Connection Point. Uh, there is a, a, while you have some sight left, if you have a degenerative eye condition, we can use what, what vision you still have to, uh, to really get you up to speed and you'll be able to use it. Even if you, if you become completely blind, you can use almost the whole device uh, of an iPhone or, or an iPad. Android too, if you'd rather have Android, we can teach you the same thing. But iOS in particular, has a really great team of people who are committed to keeping keeping it accessible. So um, if you are not a student here, you have not gotten services, please become a student. Please sign up. We'll do an intake. Uh, we have lots and lots of really great programs, and this is one of them. It's very popular, free. As, as long as you show up for your tech education, you can come as much as you want. As long as you're working and trying to... to improve yourself, and you're showing up for your appointments, you can come as much as you want. It's a free service, and we are really excited to have you.